0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Please note, this podcast is not suitable for children.
2: You're listening to Justice podcast series exploring all aspects of the criminal justice system with me, prison philanthropist and founder of One Small Thing, Edwina Grovna.
1: In this week's episode, the Justice Podcast visits Southbank for a tour of Another Me, the Kersler Arts annual exhibition curated by jazz musician Soweto Kinch. His selection, made from over 7,500 submitted works, represents an extraordinary breadth of talent that exists inside the criminal
3: justice system. I'm Soweto Kinch, and the curator of this Kirsten Exhibition. So the title of the exhibition is Another Me, and I arrived at that title really through two angles. One sort of idea that the self can transcend the environment that it's in, and a lot of these works really showed me the power of the human imagination to not be confined to one you know, set of circumstances, but also, um, being drawn to works that suggested layers, that suggested multiple senses of self and and self-perception. You know, and I found that, yeah, I was not disappointed in terms of seeing art that reflected the dichotomy that I suppose is in all of us, those things that can be seen through a stereotypical lens, but when you flip them from another perspective, you're often surprised and intrigued by how much depth is there beneath the surface. There were thousands, literally thousands of entries across multiple categories, sculpture, portraiture, uh, print, poetry. Uh, I had to be quite methodical at first in terms of approaching all of that work. But I also didn't want to have too many preconceptions about which sorts of things would speak to me. So I sort of went through and allowed the works, some of them to leap up at me and also some which were sort of slow burners to sort of creep up on me conceptually. Sometimes it was the title that made the difference as well. Recognising there's often a real powerful sense of narrative behind the reasons that somebody's chosen to create this work, or the medium itself, the tools, the uh, building material that, that the work was made out of. So um, I can only say a, a fair bit of time is what helped me to to curate it, but also, you know, giving a, a sense of giving, letting the works suggest their own sense of theme and narrative. Mm-hmm.
2: So today we're out and about and I'm here on the South Bank, in the South Bank Centre, with Arts Director from the Kursler Trust, which is now known as Kursler Arts, Fiona Curran. So um, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's really exciting. It's the first time that I've seen this year's exhibition. Um, I've been to many over the years. Can you just describe what your role has been in this exhibition?
4: So um, I'm the Director of the Arts team at Kersler. I oversee the advertising of the awards at the beginning of every year so that the thousands of people um submit their work to the awards for april deadline i manage the team that process all of that work get it all ready and then um my team shows it to whatever curator i've identified earlier in the year so this year i met with Soweto kinch really early in the year um, it was back in February, um, got him excited about curating, and then he came in in July. Um, Lee on our team and myself worked with Soweto to, first of all, move him through the space, um, through our really crowded building, which is packed with creativity, so that he saw or heard or read everything.
2: Sorry, just to interrupt there, because when you say our crowded building, you're referring to the old governor's building that sits outside Wormwood Scrubs Prison, isn't it? And, And that building, three, four floors full of different kinds of artwork. I mean, it's kind of incredible. It's a fascinating place to come and visit. It has its quirks.
4: It's a bit awkward for us to manage all the artwork in the building, but it is also a really inspiring place to be because it just fills up every year from about April, just fills up with pieces of music, pieces of writing, pieces of visual art. So we got about seven and a half thousand entries this year.
2: Wow, that's amazing. And and I've been there and it's like a certain Aladdin's cave of sort of jewels and goods. And so the first thing to say, I think, having arrived here um, at this exhibition is I've been really struck. First of all, you're just completely struck by the colour. It is so bright and beautiful. I'm a big fan of bright, vibrant colours. So can you um, talk me through maybe the, the influence and, and why Soweto decided to go for the, the bright theme? Well, Soweto wanted three sections
4: in the show. Um, There's some difficulties and challenges with this space. It's a very long space, so we did talk about how to split it up into three sections without filling it with walls that would then make it difficult um, for us to really see down the space. So we did talk about we could use color. But then in terms of why these colors, so Soweto chose the, the first section, Stained Glass Superman, that we're currently in, Um, he wanted to use a kind of Superman blue and that's what we've got Um, the second section he wanted to make it feel kind of like an urban jungle um, to have lots of animals in it rainforest feel Um, and he did say there's a piece with a chimpanzee on it and he said like these (laughs) colours and so Lee went away and picked colours really close to what was in that painting and that's why you've got the pink, the blue Um, the green and the yellow in that section it also handily helps us divide up the space and the final section is meant to be a calm space a bit more reflective Um, and we went with a a calm kind of pale purple because of that so the colours are helping us um, and helping the visitor navigate the space as well as giving a beautiful backdrop to many of the artworks they work well on it.
2: And I think also from my point of view, sort of walking in as a, as a visitor, um, is the fact that you know, a lot of these artworks are very deep, Um, It's sort of art from the soul, I always think. And there's some really sort of difficult, challenging bits of art sometimes. And the art comes from prisons all over the country, but also secure um, hospitals, uh, immigration removal centers, and youth offenders institutes. So um, on a personal level, I find looking at this art so much easier when you immediately walk in and feel uplifted by the color. So from your point of view, why is arts in prisons or secure training centres, immigration removal centres, why is art so important? Well, at Cursler we see
4: so many benefits of the arts on individuals. and I think on every single entrant it is different, but what I see time and time again is often it's a first step back into education, back into feel comfortable in a learning environment, The arts, we find, our entrants, they tell us directly that the arts help them communicate with their families, with other prisoners, actually, within um, the prison. Actually, also with staff, and I suppose also with themselves. So many of our entrants are working through why am I here, how did I get here, how am I going to try and break this cycle, potentially, or how can I learn new skills so that when I'm released... um, I have a better chance of not coming back here. Many of our entrants use the arts for well-being. It keeps them, many of them tell us it keeps them sane. And it gets them through the day and the weeks and the years of of a sentence some of our entrants are working towards qualifications they tell us that um, and that might be a first qualification in the arts it might be like an NVQ or a GCSE or an A level um, we've had people who've taken part in um, university courses while in prison or just after but equally taking part in art can then lead someone to go off and study graphic design or um, someone writing a haiku for the first time can help them improve their skills for their CV writing, um, other types of more vocational writing. So, yeah, everything.
2: And also, I think it's important to point out that some of these um, bits of art are for sale. I've noticed the ones with the red dots on mean that they've been sold, which it's really irritated me because I've seen a few that I'd really like that have gone, and some are not for sale. So can you say a little bit about how that side of things works for the, for the trust? Um, okay, so... Every entrant with a visual artwork can decide if they want to sell
4: their work. And if they do, um, then they need to get that that decision signed off by someone in the prison. Um, And then they need to give us a reserve price. Um, We like them to think about the value of their time and the materials and the cost that might have gone into the work. Um, And we will not sell below the reserve price. In fact, what we do is we take their reserve and we double it because we give 25% to Victim Support and 25% to the Cursor Arts charity for administering the sales. So um, if an artwork sells for 200 pounds, the entrant will receive 100 pounds, Victim Support 25, Cursor 25. A lot of our entrants use that money to help them make more work in the future. Some of them might use it as a to send home to family. Equally, if someone decides not to sell their work often that is a, it can be quite a deliberate decision because they want to send the piece to a family member, so um, we support that too.
2: And if people can't get to the exhibition, is there a way of purchasing the art through your website or not? Yep, um, we
4: put all the work that's for sale on our online shop, um, so people can see it there, they can purchase it there. Um, we ask that they um, then arrange collection with us um, at the end of the show. We also sell merchandise and other things on our site as well, which is um, 100% of the profits from that go to the charity.
1: You're listening to Justice with Edwina Grosvenor.
2: some beautiful music playing in the, as a sort of backdrop to this bright vibrant exhibition can you tell me about the music
4: yes so there's three tracks uh sound beds um all composed and performed by soweto and he made them specifically for each section of this show they are inspired by his feelings when he chose the work for each section
2: and what about the staff who are here in their black T-shirts? Where, where do you recruit the staff and where do they fit into the exhibition?
4: Well, every year, um, Kersler and Southbank Centre advertise for people who've had experience of going through the criminal justice system themselves. Most of them have been through prison, um, who would like the chance to be trained and then employed here, welcoming people to the exhibition. They help us look after the work, check that it's safe and secure, that the lights have come on, etc., that the music's playing fine. But also they do um, a couple of tours every day uh, for the public where they give a bit more of their own personal insight into the work. Um, and so many of our visitors, that's one of the, the things that they really remember from the exhibition.
2: Is there any chance that we could speak to um, a member of staff that has been through the prison system who's working here for you?
4: Yeah, I'll introduce you to Shaquille, who is one of the exhibition hosts who's been through prison and we've trained and recruited to work here for us.
5: My name is Shaquille, and I'm a Cursor Arts Exhibitions host, and I will be showing you my favourite piece out of all the pieces of here. And it's called Time Process. and it's made by a person in H.M. Prison Bureau. And basically this piece of art is my favourite piece because there's so much detail gone into the actual piece of art. Like the prison door it is an exact replica to a prison door that you would see in an actual prison. And what the artist has created here, he's created a prison door and behind it, he's inside the, the cell, he has written like a poem wrapped and he's got a clock inside the room and this clock actually goes backwards. And the artist, I think what he's trying to mimic here is being in segregation. And that, he's trying to mimic how small it is and how you haven't got anything to do, you haven't got any space. It's just, it's just you and time basically. And I think that's what he tried to mimic with the clock going backwards. Whereas he, he was wishing that time can go backwards. And what the artist has done here is he's built the piece of art around the mechanics of the actual clock. So as you can see, it looks like a normal clock, but it's actually a prison clock. And then he's built this piece of art around it. And it's just so fascinating and it actually works. And it just it's just so cool. Plus, they got the little writing inside and looking at it when the door closes you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the clock to be inside or you wouldn't expect the little poem to be inside but then actually the door does open and you can see inside there's a little poem and it just gives you a little insight into what the the artist may have been feeling at the time he made it or a point in his life where he'd been through this situation being segregated from like other people in the prison and only allowed out for maybe half an hour 10 minute phone call, 10 minute shower. So it just it's just a little piece of art just to show you. I mean, you know, you don't really get much space when you're in that type of situation. And this is my favorite piece though, because the amount of detail that's gone into it, it's just, I don't know, it almost looks like a photograph, <laughs> but I mean, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs>
2: We're off, and Fiona is going to take me to some of her favorite bits of art. First of all, we are heading through the blue Superman bit into the Disco Dogs, which is the jungly bit with a bright green carpet, blue and pink walls. And we have arrived at the Blooming Useful by Joanne from um, a young offenders institution called New Hall. It's needlecraft, acrylic on a milk carton and wool. It is not for sale. So tell me why this is your favorite.
4: Well, I love this piece because, partly because I didn't notice it. So it was in the seven and a half thousand entries and it's very lightweight. It is literally uh, crocheted colorful flowers on top of an almond sweetened milk carton. It's very kind of ephemeral and easy to miss when it's surrounded by artwork but I think completely transformed when you put it on a plinth and you put a plastic lid over the top and you put a a caption underneath it and it's kind of proud of its almost throwaway nature. I love that someone spent hours stitching these gorgeous flowers on the top of it. Um, A few of us at Cursler have wondered is it a comment on something? Is, is the person someone who always puts almond milk in their tea, in their coffee? Do people joke about it? Is it something that, um, that she's got stick from? Or are we reading way too much into it? And does she just think it was a beautiful thing to do? But basically, um, I love its confidence, its humour and its quirkiness.
2: And then behind us on a blue plinth, we've got all sorts of interesting things. And I was really drawn to this group of... Um, I don't know they're models really aren't they and if we take the first one which is called interlude from Wakefield prison and it is made with acrylic dental floss ink paper and matchsticks and it is a little scene of what looks like men in prison um with a prison officer um sort of life in a prison but it's been made by matchsticks and I love the matchstick sort of art can you tell me more about this piece
4: I absolutely love this piece as well um what What is really hard to convey to visitors actually about this piece is the dental floss. Where is it? Well, (laughs) the dental floss is actually the internal workings of the piece. This one has a little lever that if it was not protected by the lid, um, you could pull the lever and actually the prison officer who's reclining in his chair, he rocks back and forward and the man playing pool, he kind of rocks forwards um, his snooker cue. Um, moves about
2: it's it's that's totally amazing (laughs) and and that would have been made just for clarification these bits of art are made in their cells or are they made in art classes out of their cells
4: well it's a mixture I think I would imagine that this tiny model was probably made in cell. Uh, most of the matchstick models are made by individual people. They uh, purchase the matches, um, they're special kits for model making. They purchase them from the prison canteen, put in an order, basically, and, and it arrives, and the money will come out of their account. So most of the prisoners who do that kind of work, it's on their own in their cell. Um, however, many pieces in this show, especially the bigger pieces or the works in paper, absolutely the photographs, they will have been um, produced as part of art education classes or graphic, kind of graphic classes. Um, a lot of the poetry might have been generated during um, English classes, where prison staff are doing an amazing job at kind of teaching. Or inspiring people who it might be. It might be that they're really learning English as a second language, or they might be very, very new to feeling confident at writing at all, or they could be actually a really good writer and trying to um, pass the time and um, create something in order to get through the days. So big mixture
2: next door to the little matchstick scene we have the origami officer <laughs> which I uh yeah another one of my favorites I'm gonna be on repeat saying that I think throughout this podcast but um a prison officer made entirely out of paper and this one has been done by a guy called Joshua from a young offenders institute called Park and it's been made with paper plastic tinfoil and varnish um it's sold unfortunately for the grand total of £100, um, but the one next door to it has been made, it's a little bear in a shower and um, this has been made with bread, cardboard, metal, plastic, string and acrylic. This one looks slightly more sinister than the other ones we've looked at.
4: Yeah, um, the materials I suppose are what's kind of in common between these as well, so obviously you've got someone who's folding up paper which she's probably found around the prison to create this brilliant um, prison officer. Then the one beside it, made of bread. Um, And I think we are, I mean, I would say that Curse Arts is one of the only places that you can see so many artworks made of bread. Um, We get several every year. We have to swoop in quite soon after they've come in the post to put them inside Tupperware or some other sealed container, because we've realized a few years ago, unfortunately, that any sort of bread artwork will attract
2: mice. Oh my god, so you get the mice running all over your artwork. (laughs) Oh my god. So as soon
4: as a bread sculpture is spotted, we swoop in with something to seal it up. So that one, this piece would have been through that treatment. Um, And I think that the bread is often, I'm not an expert in making bread sculptures, but um, I think that the bread is often chewed. Um, and then it actually can be used as a modelling material.
2: That's really delightful.
4: Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think if you don't want to chew it, I think it can also be added to PVA glue. But um, yeah, amazing.
2: Okay, so we are going to move on over here to an exceptionally bright painting um, of jungle birds, I guess, parrots, parakeets. Um, it's called Hiding in the Flowers and it's from Edinburgh Prison. It's acrylic on canvas on board and um, it kind of goes along the theme of the exhibition. It's bright, it's brilliant. I wish I could take it with me and put it in my house. Any ideas? I mean, I have some ideas about what this conjures up because I can imagine if I was in prison, I'd dream of colours and jungles and birds. But
4: Yeah, I mean, Definitely a theme that we see at Carso. I suppose just like the wider world, but definitely a thing that people love to um, paint or draw is the natural world. And of course, I'm sure that has to do with the fact that they're completely isolated from that. A prison cell um, or a prison wing couldn't be further from this gorgeous scene of the rainforest or the jungle, I'm not quite sure. Um, and it's painted, I can kind of tell, it's been painted on a found piece of wood. You can see like the edges of maybe where this has actually been made intentionally for a piece of furniture. But it's the colours are unbelievably strong and it's just using acrylic paint. And the artist is really, really a skilled draftsman. And the paint is so beautiful, yeah.
2: Um, My mind is now sort of going to the fact that Soweto should probably paint a prison because I kind of think that if a prison was painted like this, everyone would feel a lot happier. Um, Here on this big yellow plinth in the middle of the room on the green carpet. Uh, this really made me laugh, it's called Prison Break. And what we have is, well it's made out of cotton, fabric and wool, and knitted biscuits, um, a teapot made out of material, and a cup and saucer also made out of uh, material. So obviously a little nod to the, to the tea break. Um, do you know much more about this piece and where it came from? Other than the fact we know it came from Watton Prison.
4: Well, we know it's from Watton, and we know it's by a by a male prisoner um and i i think i i, I think that most people would say you know that a prison is an a male prison is a very 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 drab environment an extremely masculine environment. maybe it would be difficult to make artwork, write poems sometimes um and I love the confidence of this piece I, it's really skilled and detailed sewing um the, the biscuits, the teacup, the tea, that is actually a relatively common cursor theme. Um, we actually have had some amazing artworks over the years, all about tea breaks, uh, biscuit breaks. Um, you do, <laughs> in, in prison though, th- this would be a dream because in prison people will have um, their tea out of a blue plastic cup and um, a basic rich tea biscuit. So this, I wonder if this person's kind of dreaming of his ideal yeah. tea cup.
2: Fantasising about Jammy Dodgers. (laughs) This has to be my favourite, I think, out of the whole exhibition. On a blue plinth, we have Holloway Women's Building Game. And it kind of looks like a Monopoly board at first look, but it's um, designed to be a board game, I guess. And it says that it has been done by a lady called Erica, Camden and Islington Probation Service. Um, It's been made with acrylic clay, dice, digital print on canvas and metal. It has very sadly been sold for £350. And it says below it, the game depicts the history of HMP Holloway through the rebuild in the early 1980s. How the prison operated on a daily basis, what life was like on the landings, through to the education facilities and the quality of care reports to the prison's sudden closure. So... Talk me through this one. I mean, there's so much detail. It's so brilliant.
4: Yeah, this piece is amazing. I mean, it starts, you know, back in the mid-19th century when Holloway Women's Prison was built. And all the different squares on the board depict different moments in its past. Some maybe more positive than others uh, it, it does depict things like the suffragettes being in there it also shows you something that I didn't know first class cells, second class cells, third class cells which apparently they had in the early days of Holloway Prison um, it, de- it touches a little bit on some of the really difficult issues around women's prisons obviously, um, such as there's a depiction of a woman holding a baby inside the prison cell um, there's It also shows the happier moments and the kind of recreation. There's a picture of the, I think, volleyball in the gym hall. Um, And yeah, the prison was closed only a few years ago now um, and that site is getting redeveloped and I think there's a lot of discussions about what to do with it.
2: I was particularly drawn to um, the tree. It says, stop at the tree, remember all the women who have died in Holloway. Um, So it's kind of a bit of a history lesson and as you say, sort of grim parts but then some light-hearted bits, it's really... and then we have a little box underneath the sort of painting of the board and a dice in the middle of the box and some people Um, they look like women, I think they're all women, Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell Um, and I guess these are the little characters that you move around the board really amazing okay, so we're walking over to the bright pink wall here and my eye was drawn to the spirit of her majesty's prison service and it is acrylic and wood and it's a scorpion I think is it a scorpion
4: I think it's a scorpion
2: yeah yeah definitely Um, been um, made in Gartry prison it's not for sale sadly because I like this one as well but um, this conjures up all sorts of things in my head but I'm going to let you go first as to why someone might have depicted her majesty's prison service as a scorpion I mean, I'm
4: guessing what the prisoner's motives were. I wonder if it's if he's making us think of insects, of cockroaches, of pests that you might think about in prisons. I'm sure you don't get scorpions in prisons, but I think he might be touching on that. I don't know if he's thinking about particular atmospheres that can sometimes come up on his wing, if he's talking about a particular person, um, who is who the scorpion is meant to depict. I think the viewer can kind of... Use to to think. Use their own imagination. Um, or he might be thinking. Maybe it's himself. I mean, a scorpion. It's a kind of have to have a pretty tough outer shell to get through. So it it might be a comment on himself and the kind of uh, animal maybe that's having to inspire him to get him through things.
2: My star sign is a Scorpio, so I've thought <laughs> a lot over the years about scorpions, and of course, the the main thing that sort of is conjured up in my mind when I look at a scorpion is the fact that when they're scared um, they kill themselves and they back themselves into a corner and I don't know I'm not David Attenborough so I don't know how many animals do such a thing but of course you know life in prisons you often hear about suicide and, and things like that. So we've crossed across the vibrant green carpets and it sort of feels like we're in a sort of more echoey part of the exhibition And, and I came down here because it didn't look like it was quite part of the exhibition and found this really sad little picture that actually just makes me want to cry and it's a picture of a really small child probably two maybe younger it's called the inner child it's pastel and pencil on paper and where's it been drawn?
4: Um, so this one has been done by someone actually who've, who's been released from prison relatively recently. So this person's on the Cursor Arts Mentoring Scheme. So we work with people for about a year to help them reach their goals um, that they set with their mentor. Um, so this one's actually a scholar of ours. So they got the prize for 2019 and a funded scholarship. this
2: year. Amazing. And, and I can imagine from the title, the inner child... Um, she 's doing some probably some big work with herself on on that topic.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think this person's working a lot on yeah, their own emotions and bringing them out. So all of the people who go on to our mentoring scheme, they decide what they what the goal is for them personally. Um, It could be to do with well-being, it could be to do with finding the confidence to um, join clubs or get involved with the arts, or it might be to do with getting into college or university. So um, yeah, they'll have set that goal and they'll be working monthly with their mentor towards it.
2: And I think for me, also, this little picture really um, says so much about the exhibition itself and everyone, every single person who does a piece of art, whether they're in a um, a secure hospital, whether they're in a prison, an immigration removal centre, and sort of the childhood traumas that a lot of these adults will have suffered. And often the work is having to go back and reconcile with that sort of younger version of themselves, isn't it? And actually, the beginning part of the exhibition was all about masks, Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, men on the wing, women on the wing, they'll sort of have their tough exterior, won't they? And then you sort of take the mask away and there's someone quite vulnerable behind and often that's sort of rather wounded in a child. So how long is the exhibition on for and how often do you have them?
4: Okay, well, this show's on till the 3rd of November. It's free and it's on every single day, 10 in the morning to live in at night. Um, We have two or three of these large shows every year. Uh, this one every year at South Bank for entrants from all over the UK. And then we have another show every year in different parts of the UK um, for work from that region. So we are going to have our first show in Yorkshire at the beginning of uh, 2021. So, um, and then we do smaller displays throughout the year. So this event is on to the 3rd of November. There's a poetry night um, in a few weeks as part of this programme. There's actually two mindfulness tours in a week or so. Um, Yes, there's lots going on even while the show's on.
1: Links relevant to this episode can be found in the pod notes below. If you enjoyed listening, we would love it if you would subscribe. Also rate, review and best of all, share this episode. Justice is co-produced for One Small Thing by the London Podcast Company and Pencil Agency.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.